Hazel, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am your host, Shelby Rose. Today, I have one of my good friends, Kate Brown, on the podcast, and she's been on the podcast before, but it has been a minute, so we are bringing her back. For those of you that don't know Kate, she is a postpartum health coach, podcaster, wife, and girl mom. Kate specializes in helping millennial women ditch perfectionism and learn to take messy action towards living their most fulfilled lives. Kate has mentored hundreds of women to build their own online wellness brand and continually has been in the top percentage of her direct sales company. In 2017, Kate walked away from her career as a teacher to pursue this avenue of business and has never looked back. Her goal is in life is to help women live lives they actually want to be living and not follow the shoulds society tells us. She has a weekly podcast called The Kate Take, which helps women take action in their lives. And she has been married to her husband, Zach, for four years. They have one daughter together who will be two in April. And Kate is also an avid reader, lover of Bravo TV, French Bulldogs, Taylor Swift, and is so extroverted. Y'all, this is one thing I love about Kate. She balances the introverted Shelby out. (laughs) Um, I spent a lot of time with Kate. We have gone to a lot of events uh, back when I was doing body coaching. Uh, She was right there alongside me, all of it. And she's just an incredible human being. We've remained friends over the past seven, eight years now. And she is someone when there's something business, when there's something life, there's, you know, when I was going through hard times, we leaned into each other and she's the one friend, like you can talk about really hard shit, but also be laughing your ass off about the hard shit at the same time. So she's been just an incredible friend to me. I know that you're going to love our conversation that we have today. And quick before we dive in to announcements, number one, The July retreat, expand retreat for July 2023 is filling up. You guys, I only have three spots left. So if you have been eyeing one of those spots, please make sure you claim it before they fill up. Um, You never really know with retreats like when they're going to fill. Sometimes they pop off all overnight and sometimes it takes a little bit, but please get your spot if you want one. Number two, the Quantum Healing Academy officially closes January 29th. That's about a week away. So if you've been eyeing one of those spots, you have a few days to decide and we're kicking off the week of the 30th. I cannot wait, you guys. It's incredible. Uh, We're just finishing up the last cohort and to see the abilities of these women really just come full circle. And one of my clients, Katie, posted on her Instagram the other day, just like her own client testimonials and transformations. She had a client who, whose back pain they've had for years just simply went away. She had a client where after working together in quantum healing sessions, her migraines went went away. And she had another client that was fully able to release a toxic ex that had been like, you know, constantly thinking about and all that stuff. So really incredible stuff, you guys. If you want to do this work with your clients, I really recommend getting into this cohort. Um, I do not know if I will be running it again. I feel like I probably will, but I do not know in 2023 if this is another program I'm going to launch. I have a lot of other stuff coming on the back, um, on the like on the horizon. So if you want to get in it, make sure you claim your spot now. This is incredible work and I want you to have a spot if you want one. 
Okay, let's dive into the episode, guys. Well, Kate, thank you so much for being here. Um, Obviously excited to have a conversation with you. If you do not know listeners, Kate has been on the podcast before. She's a dear friend of mine. We've had a few conversations and it felt like it was time to bring you back. So it was time. It was time. (laughs) (laughs) Since the last time you've been on, tell us a little bit about what's been going on in your world. Oh my gosh. It's crazy because I think I was on almost two years ago and so much has changed in those two years. And I feel like for anyone listening to this, it's like so much growth can happen in a short amount of time. It's, it's really incredible. And, um, yeah, so I've been up to quite a few things. So I think last time we recorded, I was still pregnant with my daughter. Um, So now I have an almost two-year-old at the time of this recording and she's so cool. Like having kids is is like (laughs) so fucking crazy. And it's so cool because they're just like these cool little, like innocent humans that are just, they're just so rad. Um, but yeah, so I've been continuing to build my business. I work in the health and wellness space. I've done this for seven years now, and I've just continued to keep my foot on the gas with that, you know, through the pandemic, through the post pandemic, all that, which anyone listening to this, who's in the entrepreneurial space, you know, that the past two years have been pretty crazy. You know, Shelves and I talked about this the <laughs> other day. I was like, entrepreneurship is not for the fucking faint of heart. Like no. <laughs> it is for the, it is for someone who kind of has that grit and that tenacity. And mm-hmm. so still been building that. And then just raising my daughter alongside that. And really the biggest shift that's come in the past two years has come in the form of healing, which is so weird because two years ago, and if we go back and listen to that, I probably would have been talking about like setting goals and achieving them and hustling. And, you know, of course, always having that alignment when you're hustling, you need to know deeper why, but now my perspective and my world has shifted so much in the past two years. And really I'm seeing how healing inner wounds, inner parts of ourselves that maybe have been dormant or we've shunned away, like ultimately that's how we see success. And so I feel like in the past years, I've really redefined what success is and that's beautiful and it's challenging. And I also think it's really impactful because I feel like in going through some of this healing, I'm able to do that with my clients and share my journey on social media. And I just believe that we don't go through tough times, um, for no reason at all. Like we can assess meaning behind that when we get through the heart. So some context, um, you know, when I had my daughter in April of 2021, I was going very hippy dippy for my birth. That was my plan. I had done all this research about unmedicated births, you know, we're told as, you know, I'm a cisgender straight woman, you know, we're told like your bodies are designed to do this, like you're meant to do it. And so I was very passionate about making that happen, going through a ton of hypnobirthing classes, um, daily, like literally would listen to 20 minutes of hypnosis every day, you know, exercising, just really working on my health, which in my current business, it's amazing that my business is built on, you know, living a healthy life. And I did everything quote unquote, right. I did all the things. And if you're like me and you're an achiever and you set goals, you're the Enneagram three, you know, we're all about, tell me what I need to do. What's the roadmap so that I get X, Y, Z outcome. And this is where, you know, God universe source, however you believe it, this is where I believe they look down at you and they laugh like, (laughs) (laughs) you're not going to get what you want. And so what ended up happening was every single thing that I could go wrong. And my daughter's birth did 
Um, I have a whole episode on my podcast, which I recorded way back in 2021, if anyone wants to listen to it, but long story short, she was sunny side up. She was stuck. And I ended up in an emergency C-section in that emergency C-section. She came out no problem, but I had a uterus, um, rupture afterwards. And I ended up in, um, a pretty traumatic surgery for several hours. Didn't get to hold my baby girl for quite a few hours after that. And I mean, it was traumatic. It was scary as, as fuck. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where if you're listening to this, maybe for you, it's not a traumatic birth. Maybe it's a bad breakup or, you know, a job loss. And maybe at first you don't realize that it was traumatic. I don't know. I know. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Just by like, right yes. that. <laughs> that wasn't yes. traumatic. It's fine. I'll just keep going. Everything's going to be fine. Like plow right through that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me. And, and that's the thing is like, what I've learned is that this trauma can kind of be latent and it took a while for me to realize that I wasn't okay from that experience. Like I knew that the experience went south, but I'm always like a forever optimist. And I was like, you know what? It, it taught me surrender. It taught me, um, like appreciation for like, you know, just surrender was really the biggest lesson I initially kind of took from that was like, okay, I am, I'm not necessarily always in control. Like, you know, I believe in a higher powers kind of guiding me, whatever. And it took about honestly, a year later for me to realize, like, I'm really not okay from this experience, Mm -hmm. which if any listeners are out there and you're a mother, that's a very confusing thing because the best day of my life is also the worst day of my life. The most beautiful moment of hearing it's a girl and seeing my daughter. Like, I mean, I don't know how much closer you can get to source God universe than giving, like, you're literally taking this little soul and bringing it into the world. It's the coolest fucking thing. But it was so confusing because I was so traumatized and carried so much fear of the future. The what ifs, you know, if we grow our family, will that happen again? And that's what I thought um, I felt. And it took until, you know, even longer. It took about a year for me to realize, oh, I don't fully feel okay. And I also about a year later into this journey realized I was suppressing a lot of physical pain from that too. Um. And kind of, you know, just suppressing it, which I'm sure Shelby, you can dive in when we're done with this little story of like, what the fuck does suppressing do to us? That's, um, I even know not good, um, but I was just kind of suppressing all these things. And finally about three months ago. So November, 2022, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to rise above this. I got to find pain in my purpose. I need to address this. And so I was very naive in thinking, okay, I'm going to go to some pelvic floor PT. And I'm going to address my physical pain and I'm going to go to some EMDR therapy. And I'm just going to like, I even joked with my friend Shelby, I was like, November is healing boot camp. And at the time of this recording, it's January. And I told Shelby, I'm like, I feel more fucked up than ever. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to therapy. (laughs) Welcome to therapy. But I also feel more than ever on the precipice of breakthrough on healing generational trauma and really using this experience to not only better my life, my daughter's life, but to share this journey and use the business I've already built to better other women's lives out there, because this is something that is just not talked about. Mm-hmm. So over the past two years, I've been doing life, building my business and really going on this healing journey, which is scary and incredible. But like I said, I think it's going to bring one of the massive breakthroughs in my life. I love this so much for you and thank you for sharing all that. And I want to circle back because you said something that was really important. I think like we 
you bypass, right? Like and we all do this is like, we bypass that trauma right away. And I want to point out, cause I think your example of how that can manifest in the physical body, how that can man- like manifest in your emotional body is so powerful of like right away we go to, well, this was a lesson in surrender. And there's a period after trauma. I've talked about this with my therapist where you really can't like start to heal because in order to survive, in order to, and like you were raising your daughter, she was a newborn. Like yep. there's no way you could have been like, oh, let's go process all of this right now. There's no way you could have done that. And I think, especially for the listeners who are more involved in the spiritual community, this is something that's really taught of like, well, find the meaning in it, you know, find the positive, find the light, find that silver lining, find that, and just jump to that. And like, let's just, you know, we can skip right over the hard stuff. And that's not really true. And it's actually doing yourself a massive, excuse me, disservice by not taking that step back and saying, I'm actually not okay right now. I need to admit to myself that I'm not okay. And I'm sharing this because I went through the exact same process after my breakup. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And then I was like, oh no, I've been suppressing things for three years that I thought I was doing fine. I was going to talk therapy, but it really wasn't digging into it. But I was just telling myself, you know, I learned all this and this is what, you know, it it taught me about this, you know, this part of the spiritual world and it taught me this and it taught me this and it's, you know, silver lining, silver lining, but then you're storing all this energy in your body and you had the physical manifestations Mm -hmm. show up from that, which is insane. It's insane. And and this is where, you know, I love the Raise Your Vibration podcast because, and this is where if you're listening to this and you've dealt with any type of trauma or big T trauma, little T trauma, all of it is a T, right? Like this, this space that Shelby is creating is so important to lean into because honestly, Shelby has been a huge, I mean, she's a good friend of mine too, but a resource because, you know, I don't think that you can fully get through this stuff without pairing the woo woo with the actual work of it. And, and really being in community with other people who are not willing to stay stuck because most people are willing to stay stuck. Most Mm -hmm. people are willing just to suppress it, push it back. And then again, like all the work you do, Shelby, no wonder people have gut health issues. No wonder people go through life feeling like they have so much brain fog. And it's like, we're carrying all of this stuff. And it's like, Mm -hmm. ultimately we have to claim back our power. And that's really what I intend to do here. And then intend to help other women with and, and one thing I want to mention too, that Shelby, I think that you touched on there too, is like the, the, the physical way that like this trauma can manifest when I went to my first pelvic floor PT therapy, um, and like not to get too TMI, but I had like really, um, tightness in my upper abdomen where my C-section was. And it really, it was very painful. And like, um, I just denied it. This is so fucking weird. Um, like, why do we like, oh yeah, I'm oh, in, because, I'm, because I'm, what you're about to say, I know the yeah. story. So I know what you're about to say. I'm like, because like, of what you're about to say, like, I'm in pain. let me just ignore it. Great. <laughs> Super smart. But it's I fine. went to this, this pelvic floor therapist and, um, you know, like th- we had a first couple sessions and okay, not again, not to get too TMI, but they go, they do like an internal help. Right. And I, you know, we're women, we've gone to these types of things before. Like you get a pap smear all there. Like, this is nothing like, especially after giving birth. I'm like, fuck it. I'll be naked literally in front of anyone. Like no shame <laughs> in my game. And I literally voice message Shelby like hours after this appointment, because after I left and like our appointment was fine. We were talking about like random stuff. Like we weren't even talking about trauma. The appointment did not physically hurt, like nothing about it. And I got in the car and I was shaking. I was crying. I literally felt like I had just gone through like an intense therapy session 
And it was the strangest experience of my life because I had this emotional reaction to the like physical release of pain. And that's what really made me be like, whoa, like, and I messaged, do you remember that Shelby? When I was like, Shelby, what the heck energetically is going on? So I know it's your podcast, but like, what does go on when we hold on to that stuff? And then like, like, what's the science say? Like the woo, do you know? <laughs> I'm going to talk about the woo because right now I know more about the woo. I actually just, um, I have a course. It's the body keeps score. It's like mm. the psychologist who put that yes. together. I haven't gone through it yet. Um, but I have it, I purchased it. So I like, it's something that I'm going to like integrate. in. So I don't know as much about the science, but when I talk about the woo, like you think about energy that is held, it's like, this is sitting in your field. And so suppressing it, you just kind of bypassing, ignoring it, but it's sitting in your energetic field. And it's almost like your brain is scanning your environment. Your brain is scanning your like surroundings. We think about empaths of why they can feel Mm. things as you, you can bump up against someone else's energetic field, their quantum energetic field and feel what they're feeling. Right. And so when you have this sort of your body, you're probably ignoring it because there's a part of your brain that's scanning it and bumping up against it and bumping up against it and bumping up against it. And so there's a lot of different things that happen in the field. The other thing we should do after this, I'm like thinking about your energetic fields is like, when you have someone cut into your energetic field, we'll see this with um, people who are doing quantum healing sessions. You'll actually cut through parts of your like what holds your energy in and your life force in. And it starts like, it's bizarre, but almost every time I'm like, I can tell when someone's had a C-section when I go into their field, because I can see where their like field has been cut into. So when people have surgeries, when people have um, C-sections, when Mm -hmm. they've like actually physically been under the knife, yeah, you're also cutting through the energetic fields. And so there can be, you can get the scar tissue in the physical body but then there's also this like energetic leak that's happening like in the quantum field, which is probably a little too like no, but already, I, not like as like chills. <laughs> I was like that's not so, as scientific. We'll yeah, switch that still. up after the episode for you. But I'm like, this is that's just like the the energetic piece. But then you have the emotional piece too of like that's get that energy is getting stored in the emotional body. You're not processing that trauma. It's just sitting in there and building up like, or you're pushing wow. it under the surface like that beach ball. Yeah, and it's gonna eventually come popping to the surface. See, that is so crazy and makes so much sense. And also it's why it's so important to do this work. And so, you know, I've been in this to to tie this back kind of, you know, so that's kind of the, the quote unquote backstory of, of what's been going on. But for me, what this is all really stirred up is so, you know, this traumatic birth happened. I went to the therapy. I was like, Oh, I'm just going to like get over this. And what I've been uncovering in therapy is this perfectionist tendency. So I'm your classic Enneagram three achiever, former marathon runner, like uh, you, you name it. If there's an accolade class president, all that shit like that. That's me. <laughs> and, and those things serve us well, right? Being an achiever has served me very well in life. When I mm-hmm. set my sights on leaving the teaching profession and building my business it was like this tangible goal finish line. I'm going to do whatever I can get to get there and do it. And it's a double-edged sword though. And I say this in, you know, sharing that, like I'm still in the messy middle, but I'm, I'm finding that purpose. And like I said, it's, it's going to be a breakthrough when I get there. But what I've ultimately been uncovering is this feeling of, 
um, you know, not being good enough, or it doesn't matter how hard I try. I'm always going to come up short. And my therapist and I were sitting there one day in one of these sessions and, you know, EMDR is trippy as F and you're sitting there and we get to the end of the session and I open up my eyes and I look at her and I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? She was like, what? I was like, so this is, this trauma is actually about that. I feel like I have a physical representation of, I worked so hard. I put in all this effort. I was going to have this unmedicated birth. And then I still came up short. I wasn't good enough. The one thing my body should have been able to do, or I'm told should be able to do as a woman is birth this baby. And I couldn't do it. See what more proof could you need universe that I'm not good enough. And so that's what I've really been working through. And I, you know, when Shelby and I talked about recording this today, I was like, I want to share this message because in that mess, in that hardship, because it's not easy to realize that you feel that way about yourself and especially raising a woman. I'm like, I am going to be raising a young woman someday. I, I have this like mama bear instinct right now. Like I refuse to pass that on to my daughter because my daughter is the coolest fucking person in the world by just existing. And And again, that perspective shift of like, when you really think about us as humans on this planet, there are so many stars that need to align for you to even be be a a being on this planet. Like your your parents had a bang at the perfect time for you to be a person. (laughs) It's disgusting, but it's a a fucking miracle. Like we're all Mm -hmm. little miracles, but we get stuck in this trap of whatever our stories are, whatever your default story is. My default Mm -hmm. story is this story of like, but you're always going to come up short. And so as I've been unpacking this, I realized that, and I'm not through it yet, but in all the times that I've felt short, in all the times I've felt like, oh, I didn't do that well enough, or I didn't do that good enough, those have been my best, most defining moments in my life. And that's the crazy thing about this is I think you can really build a beautiful life. You can still be an achiever. You can go after your dreams and your goals. Um and realize that embracing that mess and embracing that imperfection, that is what it's all about. And as I'm saying this, we cognitively, I think most of us know that. Mm-hmm. And again, I know that, but then the back of my mind is like, but you're not good enough. But it's like, and I will work through that. But ultimately what I, I want to share with people is like your, your message can come from that mess. And also it doesn't, it doesn't actually have to be perfect. Like I think about the first time I ran and finished a marathon, that wasn't pretty. I was like, literally, that was not pretty. That was not a pretty sight. <laughs> I did get across the finish line and it's kind of a metaphor for me right now on this healing journey and how I'm segueing this into my mindset, my mothering, my business, how I mentor my clients, how I coach my team is, you know, you don't have to be perfect but you can still get to ultimately where you want. And it is finding the joy along that journey. Mm. So good. (laughs) I like, I'm, (laughs) I'm circling back a little bit to the unworthiness feeling because it's like, let's dig in. (laughs) I was like, this is something because it's like, I, I have a tendency to be like, I don't, I don't fucking feel worthy. I feel Mm -hmm. so worthy. And then it's almost like there's, there's two different people inside of me. The one that like knows I'm this goddess queen, like could do anything I set my mind to totally whatever. And then there's the other side that's like fucking hate you. Yep. I think you're stupid. Yep. And it's like, like, and we know like spiritually the higher self, the ego, we have these things, 
but I am just sharing this because I notice myself as you're saying these things, I'm like seeing a lot of myself in it and also realizing how much I've been bypassing this, the fact that there is still a little bit of that feeling mm-hmm. existing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, it's like, how do we shift this? Like mm-hmm. we know it logically, we know it, we can perceive it, we can understand it, we can conceptualize it, but actually to embody that feeling of worthy worthiness and just feel that like. I don't know if you have any, like what you're using. Yeah, no, it's such a great question. I think for me, it's a couple of things. The first is admitting that it's like, it's almost, my husband has been sober for nine years. He's an alcoholic. And he said to me the other day, you know, when I kind of have started to uncover this, he's like, you know, Kate, this is your alcoholism. This is your addiction. Like this mindset. He's like, it's your alcohol. Like Mm. I have to consciously go to AA, go to meetings, like work through, like, I'm always going to have to work on recovery. He's like, you're always going to have to work on shutting that voice up and seeing yourself, how I see you, how Ellie sees you. That's our daughter. And that really stuck out to me because I think for a lot of us, and especially the achiever mindsets, we want to set a goal, work for the goal, finish the goal, put it away, say that we did it. And I think, I don't think that it's something like you said, it's like, I think for us, it's like always calling in that higher self. How do you shut the ego up and bring that higher self in for me? That's first of all, admitting it Mm -hmm. because even as an, as an achiever, you feel shame and embarrassment to even be like, I don't feel good enough. Cause you want everyone to be like, Oh my gosh, this girl's so together. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, but it's funny because it's like, who wants to be around perfection? Nobody like, because Mm -hmm. like, cause nobody is perfect. And we know that yet we think that we have to be. So I think admitting it is the first step. I think the bravery of like, go and uncover that shit. And if, if something is nagging you in the back of your head and you need a therapist or you need the energetic work, whatever it is, just do it. And not everyone might understand it. And that's okay. Like you, mm-hmm. you just have to be the one to understand it. And then I think the third thing that's really helping me right now is finding purpose like in the pain through that experience um, and doing that at a real level, not at like the surface level, like you said in the beginning, like, oh, I learned a lesson of surrender. Well, I can learn a lesson of surrender in like a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. For me, you know, even hearing you say this, it's like, I think about all the women that this podcast is reaching. And this is such a common feeling that we have. And how many of you are mothers or daughters or sisters or friends? Like if we all can work through this crap, if we all can embody our higher selves and then all have the bravery to share that experience with others, like imagine what our world would be like mm-hmm. if women just actually stood into their power, actually healed. And I think, I mean, I personally, I think about my daughter, like I just, yeah. I said this to Shelby the other day. I said, I'm not going to live my next 10 years of my life, not feeling fucking good enough. Like yeah. I'm not going to have my daughter. Cause even if I don't say that, even mm-hmm. if I never to my daughter, I'm like, you're not good enough. You didn't make the A squad basketball someday. Like I would never say that she's gonna energetically, emotionally, spiritually, she's going to feel that through her mother. And I just refuse to yeah. pass that on to her. And, and so those are things that are helping me. It almost begs the question of like, was this ever ours in the first place? Mm-hmm. I just think about the patriarchy and like women's yes. women from generations before us always being second to the men. I think about my grandma and watching just the way that she lived her life very different from how I'm able to live my life today. Like she, you know, had eight kids and that was her role. And, you know, she 
she was always the second decision maker, not yep. the first. And it's very much so still how things are in like the community I grew up in. And then I read that I'm reading this book right now and it shared this study where ancestral trauma is real. It's not just, you know, something we talk about in the woo space. It's scientific. Yep. Like they've, they took mice or rats and they trained them to be afraid of the smell of cherry blossoms. They would like expose them to the smell and then do something to like shock them. And over time they like developed this fear of cherry blossoms without the stimulus being there. What was more interesting was that both their children and their grandchildren had the same fear wow. ingrained in them of cherry blossoms from the study. So it's, it's not even just this woo spiritual, you know, ancestral trauma thing. We talk about these fears, these beliefs, these patternings are in being ingrained in us before we could even talk or walk. And I think it's so yeah. beautiful that you're doing this like partially for your daughter. Yeah. But also just was, this, is this just for so many women, a thing because of mm -hmm. how society has been for so long. And it's just kept getting passed down and down and down and down. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be, this is where that courage to step into who you're meant to be, I think is so important because I thought I was going to just heal, um, the trauma of a traumatic experience, right? Like that was a very scary experience, which again, therapy works because like my trauma scale this week, it went from like a nine to a three. I was like, fuck yeah, that's, I feel Isn't that amazing. So that's cool. the amazing part. So cool. It's like, oh my God, I can talk about this and not like have panic in my voice. Correct. It's Correct. Cool. Which is huge. But yeah. I think part of it too is like, again, to talk about this ancestral generational thing, it's like being the women who are courageous enough to step into saying enough is enough. It ends with me and be brave enough to be like, Ooh, I think this is what's maybe, because at the end of the day, if I look back and I peel back the layers now, like I've always had this, like, am I good enough? Would I be good enough? Like, am I, you know, it's like, we actually, I think we know like what our thing yeah. is, what our default is, like what that ego tells us, mm -hmm. but it's scary to also look at that and be like, fuck you. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. That's how powerful too. Mm -hmm. And and again, too, I ultimately think of, you know, the version of Kate when I'm old and wrinkly at 90 years old. And I look back at my life and like, that was a pivotal moment. Like that's where things changed in my life. And again, I think it's like, for me, I think about my business and all that. And I'm like, if I can heal this, I can help other people get through this too. And literally sing the praises of like, go to therapy. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, I'm like, you know, just, just start EMDR. If you have yeah. something traumatic, just <laughs> do a little EMDR. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a beautiful journey and it's freaking hard, but I also just feel like like we've already survived all of our worst days. Like we can get through the next piece of it too. And um, again, always forever the optimist. I'm like, at the end of this is, is going to be goodness, but you, you, that goodness won't be as sweet if you don't go through the hard times first. Yeah. It's like that. You have to experience the duality of yes. things to really appreciate how good things actually are. I think yes. about that all the time. I'm like, my life isn't, I mean, minus having a business now and like having a lot more freedom and flexibility. Yeah. My life doesn't actually look that different mm -hmm. than five years ago. Yeah. Six years ago, I have a business. I like have a lot more flexibility, but the amount I appreciate it because I had some hard shit happen. And like, I have my freedom still. Like I had you know, there was times where it looked like I wasn't going to have my freedom and to be able to like now appreciate that because I've had these difficult experiences feel so much different 
Yes. Yes. And I think anyone listening to this, who's in the grind of building a business or, you know, you have that entrepreneurial spirit and you're really trying to make it work. Maybe you're trying to leave your nine to five. You're trying to get past that so that you have more of that flexibility and freedom. Keep going. Like it's not always easy, but it's so worth it. And especially now it's funny when you can look back on that. You know, I started building my business seven years ago and it's just funny how, you know, God works because or universe, whatever you believe in. Um, because I look at that now and I'm like, whoa, I would not have the capacity in the headspace right now if I had to go teach sixth graders, uh, you know, at, at the middle school. Mm. Um, having my own business is the biggest blessing I have right now because it's given me the space to be able to continue to have, you know, generating income and be able to, if I need to go take a, a minute after therapy, like lay in bed and do that, I can do that and spend time with my daughter and all of that. So, I think if you're in the middle of that uh, space, you know, building a business, keep going because, and it's probably not going to be a year or two years from now where you can really feel the fruits of that labor. But mm-hmm. it's funny. Cause like I said, I, I now can see the experience I had with my daughter's birth, like mm, that happened so that you heal this, like that trauma birth happened so that you ultimately are in the therapist chair to deal with this feeling of unworthiness and whatever. Oh, you thought you built your business seven years ago because you wanted more fulfillment out of, you know, your career and you wanted flexibility. Like, you know, when I was 24, it was like, I want to be able to work at a coffee shop whenever I want. And now I'm like, (laughs) you know, which is still fun. I still enjoy that. But it perks. It's a great perk. I love to be caffeinated. Um, But ultimately I'm like, wow, like it led to these moments now to like Mm -hmm. heal. And then also too, just for anyone out there building their business or, or working towards their, their quote unquote dream life, it's going to still have hardships, but I'm like, I'm so grateful for the time I have with my daughter and my husband. Like I have, I mean, it's just, her life would be completely different had I not stepped into this seven years ago. So it all comes full circle eventually, which is, is pretty incredible, but you can't always see the forest from the trees. Right. So it's just nice to have someone remind you that sometimes it's like, it's going to be, Yeah, it's going to work out. I was even thinking this morning, I went to the dog park and then I came home and I was like, I think I'm going to read for the rest. I spent like an hour and a half just reading a book. I love that. With my dog in my lap, just like she is now. I'm recording a podcast. Like this is my favorite part that Dahlia is laying in my lap, snoring every once in a while. Yes. And I'm doing my, my job right now. (laughs) I know it's pretty cool. And the fur babies, you know, unlimited time with our French bulldog is still you know, still a driving force over here too. Plus. <laughs> yes. Uh, is there anything else around perfectionism, the birth trauma, pelvic floor therapy, anything? All life? the things. Wow. I really, I really covered the gamut here today. <laughs> um, I know it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Um, I think if I could leave the listeners with anything, it's just to realize that you're worthy being just by being here. And I know that's like really hard to hear to achievers because we feel like, no, I'm not worthy unless I do better than I did last time, or I cross something off of my to-do list, or I reach this next income goal or whatever it is. And it's like, those things will come. They, they, they will come eventually, but they're not going to come if you don't one, find joy in the journey and actually genuinely, genuinely learn to like who you are in the process. And if I can leave you with anything, it's just to realize like 
you don't have to lose that edge. You can still have big dreams and you can still want to reach the next income goal and podcast downloads and all those things. And you're worthy in the meantime, you're worthy when you fail, you're worthy when you miss the goal and all of those things chalked up together, they make you a whole real being. And, and there's so much power in that. And there's so much power in just you being you. And again, sometimes you just need that reminder, but when you, you know, and I'm still learning to embody that I can say it to you right now. And I'm saying that to myself, you know, and, and I think that's also beauty in that because it means that we're not alone on this journey. Totally. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Um, Kate, where can people find you? Wow. I'm losing my voice a lot. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I had a cold like three weeks ago and it is like a sickler girl. I get you. Um, where can people find you? What do you have yes. going on right now? Tell them a little bit about what you do. I know there's going to be people who are definitely wanting to connect yeah. there as well. Yeah. So you can find me on social media, on Instagram at underscore Kate Brown. I'm also over on TikTok. I've, I'm over there, you know, being the cool <laughs> millennial now. Um, and then you can go to my website to find my podcast, The Kate Take. I have a new episode that comes out every week. Um, so if you go to www.katebrown.com, that will like really bring you to all my social media channels, podcasts, everything. Um, and yeah, so I've been in this space now of a health and health and fitness coach um, for seven years now. So really my specialty is helping postpartum moms with their health and fitness routines. Um, and really it's a shift. I used to be a lot more about like just weight loss. And now I'm really about that overall, um, healthy routine and finding joy in that journey to really live your healthiest and happiest life. And, um, I love what I do. And I, I really do feel so fortunate that I get to help women and, and be on the journey with them too. That's, that's a fun part too, for me. Amazing. Well, we will link all of that in the show notes. Thank you again for being here and we'll catch Anytime. you on the next episode. Yay. Thanks, Shel. <laughs>